the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. All right, good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a drizzly morning. I'm telling you, just looked at my note from Jeanette Harmuth. She says, encourage folks to vote on Election Day instead of early voting. Jeanette is our, she is our uh, Focus for Action uh, Election Integrity Group Leader and uh, does an amazing job at that, the amount of training she's been doing and the, the places uh, she travels a lot just to get training and to hear these experts on election integrity. And um, listen, talk about someone who probably has a long line of excuses of why they shouldn't be engaged in uh, this process of self-governance. I would say that Jeanette, I could help her make a list of reasons for her <clears throat> not to do what she does. And so I'm real proud of her that she goes out of her way, that she spends her resources and her time and her energy on working to ensure that your elections are secure to ensure your elections are secure that kind of rhymes there you go um you can use that Jeanette feel free to use that um and so that is uh and listen I I I would it would probably be better her explain why uh that is true but I'm gonna go with it because she is our local expert, and so I am going to vote on Election Day instead of early voting. So uh, let's take a look at the calendar. I've got a great show lined up with you. Uh, Pastor Greg and I have an interesting topic, um, kind of a new, well, it's not even new, but just kind of a, um, I don't know, exposure of the method that the grassroots use that have been successful uh, throughout history. All right, and uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. Uh, that came from an article that the owner of the radio station, Mark Grubb, sent me. Thank you, Mark. A really good article he sent me and inspired me to get in touch with uh, Pastor Greg for today's show. And so that is uh, going to be, uh, I think you'll find this very interesting. Also, um, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, things are not always what you think they are. And uh, so I'm going to talk to you about uh, some uh, fake things out there that you need to have your eyes open for. Um, let's take a look at the calendar first. Um, here we go, the calendar. Uh, everything I have is in November. Of course, we're getting close to November, but uh, the November to the 5th, that's a Friday um, at uh, 6.30 at Impact Christian Church in Kerrville is going to be a Take Back America event Brought to you by We the People, Liberty in Action, in Kerrville. Real proud of those guys. Uh, I've had um, two emails in the last couple of weeks saying, hey, is there anybody in Kerrville doing anything like what the Fredericksburg Tea Party does? And I have been very happy to reply and says, yes, there is. Go check out We the People, Liberty in Action. I think their website is libertyinactiontexas.com. 
I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Um, but go check them out. They're going to be hosting this Take Back America event on the 5th of November at 6.30 a Friday. Great way to spend your Friday afternoon and evening. And, um, you know, it's at a church. Take your kids. You never know. You never know. Take your kids. Um, so that is on Friday. Saturday and Sunday is going to be the Appleseed Shoot. And, uh, boy, that is a lot of fun. Um, if you uh, are interested in that, definitely pay attention to Thursday's show because we're going to have Ron Watson, who is running that Appleseed uh, event, and he's going to be on the program tomorrow. And uh, so we're we're excited to have Mr. Ron Watson uh, in the studio. Oop, I said tomorrow. It's Thursday. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, a representative, a Texas state representative, Brian Harrison, in here. We're going to talk about COVID, COVID mandates, uh, the bill that he uh, wrote and put forward that had all kinds of co-signers, and then Dade Phelan made sure it died. And um, then on Friday, I'm very excited. We're going to have Tracy Bradford on the phone with us Friday. I can't wait uh, to visit with Tracy. She's also going to be making a swing through the hill country uh, the Tea Party has lined up a meet-and-greet for her on uh, November 19th, uh, Friday morning at St. Joseph's. And, of course, we'll give you more details on that as we get closer to it. But uh, Tracy Bradford is going to be uh, is running for lieutenant governor and uh, really excited about that. I know a lot of you have met Aaron Sorrells, or Sorrells, and I, have, I spent a lot of time with Aaron and got to really know him and really like him. Uh, then uh, Tracy Bradford gets in the race, and I've known Tracy for six or seven years, and I, I, I couldn't be more excited about this uh, race for lieutenant governor. And then, of course, uh, Miller, Wade, I think Wade Miller, uh, no, I get that wrong every stinking time. Uh, Mr. Miller with the Texas National Movement has also thrown his hat in the ring for lieutenant governor. I, I'm telling you, I... This I can't get more excited about these primaries, and um, we're, you're going to have to learn to tell the difference between the fake and the real. And uh, I'm going to talk about that coming up in the second quarter today. So uh, I've got a little bit of Ben Franklin for you, and then we're going to take a short break. Let's see if I can randomly open up my book. Um, there we go. Here's one. I don't think I've ever used this one. Um, we may give advice but we cannot give conduct, right? You can tell someone how to behave, but um, <laughs> you can't make them behave that way. You can give advice, but you cannot give a conduct. Thank you, uh, Mr. Ben Franklin. That's from 1751. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. See, I couldn't wait for that last note to just sprinkle out there. Now I'm back. Um, with major apologies uh, to Mr. Miller, his name is Daniel. Um, you know, Miller is, I, I'm sorry, Miller is one of those names. Uh, there was a Miller here in Gillespie County who was our representative for a long time. And uh, so we fought hard to replace him and did. 
proudly did. In fact, we replaced them the first time we went out and tried. All right. And so, um, so that Miller, it, it, it's just one of those things, you know, you, the name Miller just, I got a sour taste in my mouth during that campaign for the name Miller. So, um, and if I ever drank Miller beer, I don't think I would again. I don't even know if that, does that exist anymore? Oh yeah. Apparently it's still out there. Um, the, uh, so it is, um, Daniel Miller, Daniel Miller, and he actually spoke at uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party, uh, here, our last meeting or two meetings ago, and, uh, did a pretty, I, I thought he did a great job, but boy, when it comes to the Texas nationalist movement, woo, do you talk about getting two sides, uh, flared up against each other? It was, uh, it was an interesting evening. So that is, um, uh, Daniel Miller president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. Mr. Miller, I'm going to do my best to keep that first name in my head uh, from here on out. Daniel Miller, especially now that you're running for lieutenant governor. Um, So uh, things are not always as they appear. What's that uh, line? I don't think you know. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Um, I don't think that uh, FedEx van is what you think it is. You know, there are... There are many times, uh, you know, we've, we've been told for years, and who knows, maybe it was Franklin who said, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, and, and we're learning um, the term rhino, Republican in name only. And uh, so these are kind of things. And then we've got what we call campaign conservatives. All right. And uh, so <clears throat> the reason I'm going to continue to hammer on rhinos is uh, because, well, all you got to do is look back at the last year and a half. Um, FedEx, this was a um, FedEx truck was pulled over in California last week. And uh, it wasn't a FedEx truck. Saw a picture of it. It's perfectly, perfectly painted like a FedEx truck. I mean, it is, it's a FedEx truck. If it was driving through your neighborhood slowly, you would go, ooh, I wonder if that's my package, right? So the FedEx truck pulled over, and lo and behold, it was actually a smuggling vehicle, and it was uh, full of illegal aliens in the back of what appeared to be a FedEx truck. Now, it's interesting, that truck, like I said, it could have driven around your neighborhood, and you would have never known what was inside it. Now, if you were curious about the FedEx truck, you thought, boy, that's a weird FedEx truck, and I thought I knew all the drivers. You know, it's a small town, and and so you'd get behind this truck. Let's say you got behind the FedEx for whatever reason it seems suspicious to it to you, and then you'd follow it around, and you'd go, you know what, that truck's not pulling over very often, and doesn't have it seem to have delivered any packages and you know you follow it for a while and at some point you're going to say i wonder if that's a fedex truck and uh that see the authorities in california it took a police officer to pull him over don't know why but a police officer pulled him over and 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 asked some questions of the driver and eventually the driver allowed them, I, I, this I've never understood, but the driver let them look in the back, knowing what they're going to find. I, I, I don't know. You hear stories like that and, uh, you know, a, a truck full of drugs and the driver says, yeah, y'all go ahead and look around back there. I haven't figured out the why that makes any sense, but apparently that's what happened and they opened it up. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm paralleling this with these guys that you see 
um, walking around in the Capitol in Texas, and they've got this big red jersey on with the letter R on it, right? And, uh, of course, we all know this is a metaphorical jersey. Um, it doesn't really exist, but it does exist on the ballot. It exists on the ballot. You go to the ballot, and there's that magic letter R. And you can just you can go up to the Capitol, and you will run into that person, that representative who's got the jersey on and the R, and they are proud Republicans. And how do you know that they're not Republicans? Well, you can follow them around, like following that uh, FedEx truck around. You could follow them around. In fact, you could go, you could watch them in uh, the uh, hearing rooms when they're on a committee. You can follow them into the floor of the, well, you have to stay in the gallery, but you can follow them into the, uh, the hall where the House or the Senate meets, into the chambers, and uh, you can watch how they vote. So it's just like following that FedEx truck around. But you have one more advantage with that jersey-wearing uh, Magic R-bearing um, representative up there. See, with the FedEx truck, it had to take an officer of the law to ask them questions. Well, you are the officer of the law when it comes to asking questions of your representative. They work for you. Now, I've seen people take that so far that they go up to the office of the representative and they scream in their face that uh, you work for me and you're going to do what I tell you to do. That, that's not the best way to do that, right? There, there are other methods to reminding them that they work for you. Um, but uh, you are essentially their police force, if you want to think of it that way. So we're paralleling it to the FedEx, fake FedEx story. FedEx in name only. Would that be a, a Fino, I guess, a FedEx in name only. Republican in name only. The, these are the same things. But the, the advantage you have with your representative or your senator is you have the ability, or your lieutenant governor or your governor, you have the ability to ask them questions, to talk to them, to watch how they behave, watch how they vote. And at some point in time, you're going to open up the back of that truck and what pops out of that Republican truck but a bunch of uh, Democrats, right? I mean, that is what I'm talking about. It's the same thing. Now, if you don't care, if you're sitting in your living room and the FedEx trucks by, drives by every day and you don't care and it doesn't matter, then that FedEx truck is always going to be a FedEx truck to you. And uh, they may knock on the door and say, hey, what do you think about FedEx? And you'll go, well, man, I think they're great. They drive by here every day. I see them from my living room floor. I see them from my couch. Right. And, and so you might say, and, and so if that's your only view of the FedEx truck, you're never going to know what's in that truck. If your only view of the, your representative is, uh, when he comes around or he or she comes around and wants your vote every couple of years, right? Then, uh, it, it's going to look just like a FedEx truck. He's going to pull up in there. Your representative's going to pull up and he's going to have his red shiny vest. I mean, it's going to be polished up. Every Republican stitch in there finely sewn and that letter R embellished and he might even have an elephant on the back just to show you he means business, right? 
But until you follow this representative around, until you start asking him questions, you're not going to know any different, right? You're just not going to know any different. You have to pay attention. You have to follow him around. And I'm not talking about criminal behavior. I'm talking about you need to go to the Capitol. You need to see what they're doing. Um, and, and you don't even have to go to the Capitol. You know, it's all available online. You can watch all these hearings on your if you've got the right cable network, you can watch them on TV. Uh, my my network I'm on, uh, I can't pick up the Texas House. I used to. My last address, we carried, uh, I could go to the Texas House and the Texas Senate on my uh, television. But uh, you can't do that. And, of course, the hearing rooms were never available. The committee hearings were never available. But those are all available online. In fact, you can even go back and get old ones. That's right. You can even go back and pull up the old files and see what did your representative actually do in that hearing we're talking about that was uh, two years ago, All right? We can pull that up and and you can play it. It's right there. You can see what your representative did, and so things are not always what they appear on the outside, and that applies not only to FedEx trucks and Republicans. But I hate to say it, it even belongs to some organizations that call themselves Tea Parties or Patriot Groups. There's a Tea Party over by Houston. And, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and name names. Kingwood Tea Party. Kingwood Tea Party. If the Tea Party, you know, a lot of people think that the Tea Party is some kind of national uh, organization and uh, that we are all uh, chapters of a national organization. We are not. Um, the Fredericksburg Tea Party uh, is not, a, in fact, there's not a, there's a national kind of Tea Party name, Tea Party Patriots, that was, uh, they got that name early in the process. And if you go to Tea Party Patriots, and I go to their website quite often, you can uh, find maps and it'll list all different uh, groups that meet across the country on there. And you can find Tea Party principles and news on there, Tea Party Patriots. They even have, uh, like um, uh, Jonathan Science was telling us last week, they, with Texas Values, they have two organizations, one that is uh, an action group and the other one that's informative. Tea Party Patriots are the same way. But we don't have a national, we don't have any kind of, uh, it's not a national organization that we all pay dues to. We are all bottom up. We are all, we've just picked that name years ago in Fredericksburg Tea Party in about 2009. Kingwood Tea Party, um, I don't know their history. I do know the people that uh, run that party. In fact, I know them well, and I'm becoming more and more disappointed in them because I opened up one of their emails this morning. I already knew they were endorsing Abbott and that they were big fans of Lieutenant Dan, and uh, then I open up the uh, um, their newsletter this morning, and they are backing up uh, Don Buckingham for land uh, commissioner. And just bragging about how awesomely conservative she is. They don't even live in her district. They don't even live in her district. And uh, the fact that they are also backing Abbott and very likely Patrick, um, the and then now Don Buckingham, that tells you a little bit about who they are in actuality. And I, I'm, I'm kind of sad about it because these are people I meet with. Uh, these are people I see often. 
Um, I see them probably every, uh, I don't know, every couple of months I run into this couple that is a part of Kingwood Tea Party. And so uh, it's very disappointing. And so you you got you to gotta get inside the back of that FedEx truck, folks. You, you've got to find out, is that uh, the guy with the magic R by his name, is he really a conservative? Is he really even a Republican? All right. These are things, things are not always as they appear to be. You need to be careful. And folks, this is our last, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that this is, uh, we're getting pretty much pretty close to our last chance, uh, to fix things in Texas. I think if we end up reelecting Abbott and Patrick and go on down this road, I'm not sure how easy it's going to be able to turn around. That's why I'm so excited about the primaries. Folks, uh, y'all stay tuned. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes with Pastor Greg. And um, I've got a kind of a cool story to share with you. Welcome back to Chosen Generation Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Greg. Thanks so much for being here. I know you have a choice on where you can listen each and every day, and I thank you for keeping it tuned here to Chosen Generation Radio. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, We do this each and every Tuesday. We join our good friends in the Hill Country of Texas. Very excited to be with them and welcome the well, the founder and uh, and and the, uh, the the man himself of the Matt Long Show, Mr. Matt Long. Matt, welcome. Good to have you, brother. Thanks for being here. Always good to be here with you, Pastor Greg. Well, my friend, um, so you sent me an article last night that I thought that I thought was was uh, in, incredibly uh, incredibly interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 it had to do with uh, by Charlie Kirk. It had to do with uh, something called the anti fragile movement, mm-hmm. and and it, we we I talked a little bit about it in our first segment, and we and we prayed you know against that evil spirit that's coming but but talk to my audience about your interpretation and 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 what it is that we're seeing what is this anti-fragile movement you know it's um interesting the what he's talking about is the the idea of smaller groups as opposed to large groups um that have the ability to to operate and take down the the, uh, the the incumbents to take down the the larger organizations and and uh, do so by smaller groups spread out and not necessarily um, not necessarily all tied together. And the fragility part of it has to do that if you get in. If you organize nationally all everybody into one great big cup or one great big barrel or whatever and try to operate it from the top down, it becomes very fragile because you can break that vessel, whatever it is, and then everything in it spills out and is no good. But however, if we have multiple small groups spread out all over the place, 
then you that, that's not fragile. That is not fragile. You can break one group. In fact, Pastor Greg, I was talking about a group here in Texas that uses the Tea Party name, and yet the, they are all they're doing is backing up uh, establishment Republicans in this race. And so if I were tied, if the Fredericksburg Tea Party were somehow tied um, through a large organization to, to this other group, we would all go down together for that. Whereas we're going to be able to stand and fight for true conservatives while this other organization that calls themselves a Tea Party is backing the rhinos. Does that does that kind of make sense? No, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. And and we need to have a differentiation in in what it is that you know that, that unites us. I believe and, and I and I and I know you believe that, that what really unites us in this is an understanding of America as a Christian nation mm-hmm. and our faith. That's really what has always brought our country together when we have faced adversaries outside of this nation. That's the thing that has brought us together. Sadly, we have been infiltrated in this. And it's interesting when you talk about these small groups because they have, they've, I mean, they've come at it from every angle. You have some groups that are addressing CRT, which is outstanding. You have groups that are addressing these mandatory vaccines, which is outstanding. You have uh, individuals that are coming together that are pro-life and, and addressing that issue. You have other individuals that are coming together and saying, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I'm not going to stand by and allow my daughters to be raped, okay, at school in the girls' bathroom. Uh, they've uncovered what's going on that you and I have talked about relative to this uh, sex education course where they're, uh, where they're, you know, grooming children for all kinds of perverse activities. But here's the thing that I think is interesting relative to how this, you know, how this connects. And that is uh, in, in understanding that in Every one of these overcomings of communism around the world, it's been these kinds of small groups, Matt, that have come together. And I can go all the way back to Christians in Rome, right? Right. Uh, you have uh, in, in, in Acts 2.46, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as such should be saved. There's a power in Acts chapter 2 that talks about where, you know, they came together in one accord, in unity. And when, and there were pockets of them. We've seen this in China. We've seen it in Russia. It helped to bring down the wall. And you and I talked last night about Dr. Terry Law and the impact that he and Living Sound and Don Moen had in Poland that led to the rise of Lakwalesa and also led to the fall of communism in Poland at a time when that seemed unthinkable. Mm. And yet, uh, and, and yet it was, it was, you know, the unity the unity in the spirit of the Lord, the power of God, and a revival. And let's not forget the great awakening that happened in the United States of America in the mid-1700s that was actually the impetus 
and why our founders were willing to lay down their life, their liberty, and all of their physical possessions to fight for the cause of true liberty and equality for everyone and a, and a new nation that was, in fact, under God. You know, we could do uh, we could do a month's worth of programs on the the the, the engagement of the uh, of the uh, of those preachers uh, that brought the our revolution about uh, Whitfield and and those guys. Uh, in fact, one of these days, I'm I'm gonna one of these days somewhere I'm gonna deliver one of Whitfield's sermons. Just read it. I I just think it would be awesome uh, to do that here. But, you know, there are other examples of that. Eastern Europe during the Cold War, when there were folks smuggling Bibles or, or broadcasting radio signals into the Iron Curtain, and you could, you could yeah. be executed for being in possession of a Bible or having a, a worship service in your home, and yet these things went on, small groups in their home, and whether or not they had any authority, on the wall coming down we do know the example that you spoke of of the of the polish thing that that is clearly evidently brought about by just a couple of guys that showed up and brought a band to poland and uh, that, that that like you said brought about the revolution in in poland you know guerrilla warfare is another one when we took on the when when our that ragtag bunch of colonists took on the most powerful um, country in the world at the time, the most powerful military, mm-hmm. they didn't do it by lining up, or rarely rarely did they do it by lining up across the field and all just shooting at each other the way war had been done for so long. They did it by you know wanted to, they did it in small groups and 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 then melding back into guerrilla warfare yeah it was guerrilla warfare it really was and so yeah. this yeah. this carry this carry this on to the today for us pastor greg well i i think that you know again that it's important to understand that when you stop and think about you know what uh, what what the Christian church did, right? Because we always reflect back on that as, as I believe that we should. And we look to the authority of scripture as, as being our guide and our, and our reference point. And, and so let's, let's look at, you know, what it is that, that Christians were able to accomplish. Rome at the time, right? Was the greatest empire in the world. It's many, many points of Rome and suggests that Rome was one of the greatest empires that ever was. Mm-hmm. And yet think about what happened to Rome. Rome was a, uh, a, a, a uh, authoritarian dictatorship, idol worship. They worshiped the Caesar. Caesar was God, all of those things. And yet what did we have happen? Constantine recognizing that it was the Christians that were actually the driving force behind the greatness of his empire was converted to Christianity. I know there's been a lot of maligning of that and people saying, oh, well, you know, Constantine, it was, they just uh, usurped religion and that it, folks, don't buy the nonsense. The truth of the matter is, is that Christians turned a pagan nation into a Christian nation. America started out as a Christian nation. We can recapture this country because we speak the truth, mm. and people 
hunger, hunger to find real truth. So mm. let's be real Christians and let's take back America. I'm final gonna, thoughts, Matt. Uh, my, well, my final thoughts when I sign off today, I'm going to be, re- be reading from John 8 where um, Jesus talks about the liars, about the great, uh, about the great liar. And um, these, these, um, Speaking truth in small groups has a lot of power, and uh, you know the it's just these small groups are how we're going to take this down, um, how we're going to take this elephant down, community, one bite at a time. Yep. Community, folks, it's about community. It's about getting back to neighbor loving neighbor, looking out for your neighbor, and as a small group, if you take back your local, God's word says. Take care of your house, and you'll be able to take care of the kingdom. Matt, I always appreciate it. I love to everybody out there in the Hill Country. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Get more at the website, ChosenGenerationRadio.com. ChosenGenerationRadio.com. are back thank you so much for staying tuned um we have um guerrilla warfare uh, you know i've had people uh, ask me about that before we did stand um we did stand line to line with some of our uh, you know military but boy so much of it was shooting out of the brush at uh, at the red coats and uh, was part of the reason they got so frustrated with fighting us um, border. By the way, if you want a, a little further on that anti-fragile movement in that article, I thought it was extremely uh, well-written article. It makes a lot of points on it that, uh, frankly, Pastor Greg and I really didn't even do justice to this article. It was written by Charlie Kirk. You can find it on Human Events. We now carry Charlie here on the station in the evening, do we not, Bob? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we've got Charlie Kirk, and, and of course, if you uh, got to meet him in Bandera recently, that was a lot of fun. And um, he's uh, it's uh, this article is called "An Anti-Fragile Movement: Conservative Diversification and Enthusiasm Making Us Impossible to Stop." Um, I, I strongly recommend finding this article. It's on a uh, website called HumanEvents.com. Um, I would post it to my Facebook page, but since I've been forever banned from Facebook and I have no desire to go in and create a fake persona, um, I just can't do that. So you're going to have to keep your um, your uh, big chief pad out with uh, your fat pencil and write this down. It's uh, humanevents.com and uh, the article uh, written by Charlie Kirk, An Anti-Fragile Movement really good argument on why we need to stay small and um and and separate from one another in activities and in planning but then together on principles and and so uh, just an excellent article and again uh thank you uh mark for uh, sending me that article um texas border county i'm on breitbart let me pull this out here, this is a real interesting story, 
and Terry Hall was the first time that uh, I had heard of this rule, and it is a, I don't know if it's a Texas law or a, or I think it is a Texas law, but it is called rule, oh man, I can't find it now, 391, there it is, and it is a Texas, Texas Local Government Code Section 391, all right, now what that does is Section 391 allows neighboring counties to come together and create a, uh, I don't know, a coalition, if you wish. And uh, Terry Hall can explain this a lot better, but I'll do the best I can. And um, But she used Section 391 to stop the a large, um, a large toll road or, or something that was going to go through several counties. And the counties individually were not getting anywhere and uh, as individual counties in keeping this road out of their counties, this toll road or whatever it was, um, out of their counties. But under Texas Local Government Code Section 391, if two counties get together, if two counties get together that border one another and they want to fight something, they automatically have a tremendous amount of standing. All right? They they automatically get uh, a kick in from the the state. Automatically, things happen with the Texas Department of Energy Management or not Emergency Management, TEDM. And so, I don't understand completely all these about 391, but I do know that it was used to stop a, a series of planned uh, toll roads or maybe even the transnational corridor. Like I said, Terry Hall knows all the details on this, but it is a very successful method for coming together to get the state to back you up. So here's what happened. Uh, local governments of Kenny County, Uvalde County, and the city of Uvalde joined to form a commission to help residents negatively impacted by the ongoing border crisis. The local coalition is authored, authorized under Section 391 of the Texas Local Government Code. At the first meeting, commission members demanded action and answers of the representatives from the Texas Division of Emergency Management. And so what these guys, and, and so here's some of the stories that they have told. He said, um, here we go, this is Henry Garcia, Kinney County EMS coordinator, says uh, the influx of robbed residents of emergency services, oh, I get it, says the influx of robbed residents of emergency services, in other words, the residences are being robbed of emergency services on some occasions. He says normally uh, during this time of the year, during hunting season, his department usually treats uh, three rattlesnake victims, all right, per year, three rattlesnake victims. And so a normal part of the Kinney County EMS is to go out and treat three rattlesnake victims. This year, so far, in hunting season, I don't even think it's started yet. In fact, I'm pretty sure it hadn't started yet. Um, and so, so far this year, they have treated 14 Illegal aliens, the article says migrants, but we know that uh, I'm not going to use that terminology. These are 14 illegal aliens 
were uh, treated for bites, sometimes requiring transfer to San Antonio for critical care. So while these guys are out there in Kenny County, while the EMS is out there treating illegal aliens who have been snake bit or dehydrated, right, then if you're a local resident, you've lived there all your life and your parents lived there and your grandparents lived there and that you work that ranch and you're having a heart attack, or you've you've got bit by a rattlesnake, and EMS that you pay taxes for is out handling illegal aliens, and they can't get to you very quick, right? I mean, we've talked about fences before. This is still a huge issue. Um, the the um, the breaking the, the cutting of fences. You know, when I first heard this. Uh, to be honest with you, my first reaction was, say, yeah, say you grab some barbed wire and you pull them back together. And then I talked to some of my friends who own uh, cattle and horses, and I said, so why is it such a big deal? So they're, you know, yeah, it's a pain in the, you know what, to go out and, you know, but no, it doesn't. If they take out a, a section of, of fence or cut a fence, it's a lot more than just, you know, grabbing two wires and pulling them together with a duct tape. It doesn't work that way. Um, it can cost tens of thousands of dollars to uh, constantly repair your fences. Now, that's an expense you've never had before or rarely had, right? And now it is piling up. If you're a rancher in Kenny County, you're tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per year to fix your fences. And then, <clears throat> and then on top of that, on top of that, we have uh, the cattle market um, that the bottom is falling out of it. You're paying higher uh, prices at the grocery store for meat in some cases across the country. I think uh, beef is now double what it was a couple of months ago. Um, we're not being hit that hard in Texas, but that's happening across the country. But did you know at this time that cattle producers are getting some of their lowest pay for cattle? that they have in years, and you're paying double, you or one of your friends somewhere may be paying double, there's something wrong with that. So if you've got a ranch in Kinney County and you're raising cattle and you're getting paid less than you've ever gotten paid for your cow and you're spending more money than you've ever spent before on repairing your fences, folks, they, they, ranchers are not rolling in dough. They're not. They have land. They may be land rich. My granddad used to talk about that being a land being land rich, right? He may not have very much money in the bank, but he had how many thousands of acres of of dry land cotton that he had, and uh, the few cattle and hogs that he he had on his property. He was wealthy in land, but uh, that didn't always mean that the bank account was <coughs> that the bank account was overflowing. So. Anyway, this this is this is beyond this is getting beyond reason now on the Texas border, and um, the this uh, coming together of these counties under the three ninety one rule uh, section three ninety one rule is is a great step in the right direction. Um, did you know that they are also they're having they're you know they started this uh, criminal trespass arresting this was part of um 
what these counties came up with a couple of months ago, and then Governor Abbott, Governor Grabbit, came in and grabbed that idea and said, well, we're going to start arresting them for criminal trespass. We're going to put this little kink, rinky fence up, and, and when they cut that fence down, we'll get them for criminal trespass. And that was, I told you when Abbott came out with that, that that was all came from the counties. He didn't give them any credit for that. He took credit for it. Now, where do we stand this? Right now, they've prosecuted over 800 in one month of criminal trespass. They don't even have a place to put them. And by the way, do you know when they take when they do that, they're not taking them to the Border Patrol. My hat's off to that. They are, now they don't even have any place to put them. Normally, during an average on a month, is uh, 10 criminal trespassing arrests. Did you know that those counties are also needing some um, refrigerated trucks, refrigerated trailers? Why would they need that? For the bodies for the bodies. They can't even get rid of the bodies in their county right now, and they are looking for money for a um, for, for a refrigerated uh, cargo trailers so that they can keep the bodies of the illegal aliens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover this tomorrow, but Brady, the city of Brady, my hat's off to you. They sent the federal government all their money back um, because there are too many strings attached to that COVID money. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. I'm not even sure where to start in John 8, but um, uh, Christ is uh, he's, he's, uh, surrounded. Jesus is surrounded by a bunch of Jews, and he's talking to them. And, um, and he says uh, he's talking about um, if you, you know, are a disciple of mine, you'll know the truth and it will set you free. And uh, you get to uh, uh, around, uh, let's see, here we go, uh, verse 43. Why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. So Jesus asks a question and then answers it. And then he goes on, you are your father. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Right? And so the father of lies, folks, is busy, busy, busy today in our lives, and we have to be more than ever alert we need to be watching for that fake um fedex truck we need to be watching for those uh, folks who wear that red jersey so proudly with the giant r on it we need to be a watch out for the conservative uh, campaign conservatives we need to be on the lookout for all of these liars um prayer list folks uh keep praying for lily please and um, Christy and Scott, I th- I'm going to check in on their recovery today, but I'll bet you they're doing pretty good from the last I've heard. P- pray for Mercy Gate Ministries and pray for the families of those affected by the tragic accident this weekend in Kerrville. See you all tomorrow. <laughs>